Um, so college has been real nice. Uh, got some opportunities. I mean, yeah, COVID has been going on. So we started on Zoom coming in freshman year. <laughs> so Zoom University was real great. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, just a lot of writing, a lot of papers, but sometimes you just go through it, just take a day, just start typing all your stuff and uh, you get stuff done. Sophomore year, you know, off campus housing's been nice. Um, a little bit of a walk sometimes, a little cold every once in a while. Hasn't snowed though. Last year it was pretty bad. Last year it was a lot of snow, uh, cold weather, but this year nothing too much going on. So, nice. yeah, it's been very chill. Lots of new experiences, uh, mixing in with like, oh, you got to go to school today. It's like noon, and you got to go to school instead of going to school at seven thirty in the morning. So I mean, hey, I guess that's a nice thing too. So. Getting to sleep in a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, lots of yeah. Well, some days, yeah, some days it's like you're up, typing away, and you're trying to like, oh my gosh, I got to turn this paper in it like. 2 p.m. tomorrow. I'm like, why don't you do it in the morning? Get to sleep and do it in the morning. Like, no, I got to do it now. <laughs> well, good just becoming the masters of procrastination that will soon take over this world, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, I procrastinate, you procrastinate, we all procrastinate. I think everyone's done it once or right. twice or every, Any, every Anybody time. who says they're not a procrastinator. I think they're a liar. <laughs> they're definitely lying. They might, or, or they might be a politician. I don't know. There's another thing there, too. Let's, let's be clear. Politicians <laughs> wait until the last. I mean, that's just American politics anymore these days. Oh, you want to, like, you know, pass a multi-trillion dollar budget to keep the government running? Let's just, like, wait until the day before we need to pass that. Amen. That's the best time to do it is the day before to do it because everyone will be like, oh, we got to do it now. <laughs> Fine, Fine, I guess. Fine. I guess I'll vote yes just to get it over with. <laughs> so what are you doing? Like, what all what all extracurriculars have you picked up in in college? Uh, concert band, jazz band, bowling. Contraband. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that I'm doing anything with contraband. So moving on from that, um, let's see. Student Senate. Yeah. Uh, joined the fraternity. Uh, Brothers of Five Mu Alpha Symphonia. Yep. It's real nice. Real nice. Uh, so that's basically it. So Mr. Social Man over here. So tried to do everything, which is also like raising my stress level up and my blood pressure whoop, all the way up. So. Are you liking it though, or do you feel like you're just doing too much for the sake of doing too much? A little bit of doing too much. I'm thinking about dropping some like things, not band and jazz, but I'll let you know yeah. that. And then just joined the fraternity so really the thing is like yeah i might be dropping bowling here soon because nah. it's like yeah tournaments on thanksgiving weekend <laughs> it's like why are we bowling thanksgiving weekend at mckendry of all places so it's kind of like yeah one more year then just i'm out so unless they somehow convince me to stay but hey it's all right oh, you know what now that is the uh transition point where uh, I gotta get my new boom. Where uh, maybe we convince you to stay for episode ninety-five of the WTF Carbondale podcast, where we talk to interesting people about their interesting lives and tie it all back to this little old place we call home, Carbondale, Illinois. And my guest for episode ninety-five is somebody who is called who calls Carbondale his hometown. That's the important part here. Mr. John Patton. Hello, hello. Sorry, hello. I'm I'm like working through my. So usually I run multiple 
camera capture devices, which makes some of my like transitions seamless. But like yeah. this is the first time with new computer and and new switcher and other stuff to like okay how do i press all the right buttons fast enough <laughs> amen doing your best we'll take it we'll take it uh, so how like what when how old were you when you first came to Carbondale? man yes i remember that all the way back uh so seventh grade not sure how old i was um, yeah i mean that's ballpark it's a, it's Se- seventh grade seventh grade is when i came my so. my kids my kids are in are in sixth grade now and they are 11 so going let's to, say ballpark going, going like to cms 15. right cms yeah. oh yeah absolutely oh yeah carbon middle school that's right great place <laughs> go cougars yes sir <laughs> yes sir yeah anyone go to desoto mm. Uni Point, mm. Giant City, mm. CMS was where Ooh, it was at. Ouch. Yeah, uh, as a Giant City out. kid, I felt that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. St. Andrews, too. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Shake them all yeah, off. Yeah, Carbondale New School. Mm. Yeah, I get all of them. CMS, Home of the Cougars, you already know. Best of business. <laughs> Best of Carbondale. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Rep the Cougars all the way. Oh, man. So, so did, I mean, did, did you, did, was it was it mom coming here for, for, school or work or other things that brought you guys here or yeah um so sixth grade um my mom decided to pursue her doctorate here at siu uh-huh. and uh she uh left and so my me and my dad came seventh grade and uh had to adjust uh coming from the south because i lived in uh, charlotte and augusta mm-hmm. and so north carolina georgia and adjusting to uh, Southern Illinois, yeah. it was like I had to drop the uh, accent real quick. <laughs> so it was uh, very interesting, even though Southern Illinois is like part of it seems like, oh, it's it's in the south. Another yeah. part of it's like we're in Illinois. So it's the north and you very different kind of culture. But it's like the Midwest is a very interesting culture. I will give it that. <laughs> so Carbondale itself, a very interesting culture here. It's a nice culture, though. I love it. Is ranch a culture? That's a Midwest thing, not a Carbondale thing. Bro, <laughs> it's either ranch, fireball, <laughs> bush light I've seen now in college. It's like, oh, my God, everyone drinks bush light. What? what bro, like, I don't oh Gross. <laughs> man, man, I don't understand how you drink piss water for <laughs> a beverage. Like, man. And it's like, mm, mm. And, but, yeah, it's love, love ranch to a certain extent. I'm more of a blue cheese man myself. See, I'm when I was in in arguably I still eat things with hot sauce on them. But when I was but before I was a vegetarian, I mean chicken wings and the blue cheese. Ranch ate my thing, but blue cheese, oh, just like a nice slathering with a big old chunk of cheese right on top of a spicy wing. No, I I just like my wings like had the buffalo wing plain, and then you have blue cheese for the celery, blue cheese for the carrots you get, you know. So it's like on the side, usually beat ups, but I mean, they all, I've always said they got a bit of wing stop here. They have one in Iowa, but you know, <laughs> they don't have one here. I'm like, this is a perfect place for a wing stop. Why don't you open a wing stop? <laughs> like I have to go all the way to Paducah to get a wing stop. Is it like, Paducah that's the closest wing? I thought they had one in Marion now. But. Maybe I, I haven't been here in a minute. I know there they had go. a Bojangles. Yeah. That's from the south. I mean, that's that. now in a, in a gas station near here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Well, okay. Who were we? Who were we talking about before we started recording? Butler. Butler in the in the in the in the nacho fry run. Yeah. He. Um. Mike Butler, uh, U.S. history and uh, government civics teacher <laughs> at uh, Carbondale Community High School, home of the Terriers. Go Terriers. <laughs> you got you got this pride, gotta, bro. Gotta, I love oh, the man. pride. I love it. Terrier pride. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Good years. Good years. Yeah. He. Um. So is it twelfth grade? 
government civics, he um he told him that um hey uh there's they got buffalo nacho fries at Taco Bell, so nacho fries back. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, All right, I'll see you guys in a bit. Leaves middle of class, <laughs> runs to Taco Bell, grabs a thing of buffalo nacho fries and some nacho fries for uh, students who told him about it, brings it back. And they're all just sitting at the end of class eating a whole bunch of nacho the fries. The students who told him about it. Yeah, man. Hey. Hey. <laughs> said, I hey. help you out. You help me out. There you go. <laughs> it's like, we, 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 we didn't learn anything that day except that nacho fries are where it's at. If it you want to go get nacho fries, go get them. And, that, and, that's how, and that's how you first were introduced to quid pro quo. Yes. This for that, baby. Yes, yes, yes. I give you some knowledge. You give me some return. Yep, yep. <laughs> he said, hey, give me some fries. And that, that expensive at Taco Bell. Just go get them. Run back. There you go. So did you like when you when you first moved here? Did you like just really take to CMS? Like it seems like having that having that uh, standing cougar pride in you, or was it like it took some time to make that I adjustment? I think it and- took a, a eighth grade when I started getting involved in the sports. Like I did CMS baseball, uh-huh. I did track and field. It was like that really started up. But seventh grade is because I went straight into marching band mm-hmm. with Shaddy. Great guy. Shout out to him. Episode 10 of the WTF Carbondale podcast. Yep, Shady yep, Frick. Yep, yep. <laughs> Love that guy. Love that guy. He really helped me. Met, met all my friends through marching band and then helped set up the jazz band there, too. So we have, I still have my uh, Big John shirt nice. somewhere. Got to find it. But you still fit in it? No way. Good question. You're, you're bigger, no, John. No, now, no, no. That's like a larger XL, man. I'm bigger than that now. <laughs> said, got swole for some reason. I don't know. So, yeah, it's like I have I have a keg, not a six pack. It's your moisture content. It's all this is moisture content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little extra water. Come on now. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, yeah, that's why marching band, and then really amped it up eighth grade. So, yeah, love the Cougars. It's good, man. I mean, and, and it's you know one of those things that's kind of set you off on like what your interests are for life. Like, did you, were, was music part of your life before yes. grade school? Um, so in third grade, uh, my dad got me a trumpet for free mm-hmm. from his work, but I barely touched it because fourth and fifth grade, I wanted to play the cello for some mm-hmm. reason. Not sure what happened to that. <laughs> um, sixth your grade. Your usual fourth grader, like, instrument, right? I yeah. know so many fourth graders that are just like, I want to play the cello, mom and dad. <laughs> yep, yep. Do it, Spencer. Didn't want to get a cello. Sixth grade, I uh, started doing, I did the band, concert band. I'm not sure they had a jazz band. It was like a little sixth grade concert band. I played at, uh, went to a Davidson Magnet School in Augusta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a nice, we had Mr. Kennedy was the uh, band director there. And he was like, you play trumpet. I need trumpet players. So I was like, sure, I'll play trumpet. <laughs> and uh, did that. And then seventh grade, Shaddy got the ball rolling on that more. So, yeah, I guess it's been part of me since really third grade. And yeah. then I've, I will tell you this, all my, like, I've had four generations in my family who've done some sort of marching band. Yeah. It's like great-grandfather played the trumpet marching band. My grandmother was in color guard. My mom was flute player. Uh-huh. And then me being a trumpet player. So it's like four generations of uh, marching band enthusiast. That's that's pretty cool. So, yeah, had to keep it going. Yeah, no, I dig that, man. I I've could never uh musical instruments so i'm a talker like talking's (laughs) the thing like but like you know watching watching the kids try and take on an instrument or singing or this that the other thing i'm just like more power to you that is it's difficult like music's hard (laughs) yeah yeah it can be once you get into it it's something like oh okay yeah i can certain things but then when you put that 
into marching at the same time and having yeah. to memorize stuff. Yeah, that was a little hard. That was a little hard. CMS, I don't know, it was all right. But CCHS now, that was when it was starting to get a little hard. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, being a trumpet player, you got to keep that sense of pride to you because you're like, you know, the best instrument in the band is always trumpets. You already know. So, <laughs> is that is that like a, is there a, are there rivalries within the band between the? Oh yeah, I just remember I always uh, talked a whole bunch of crap about um, trombones. Like, imagine having a slide, just womp, 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 womp wow. for your instrument. And then saxophones, I'm like, imagine being mad at a brass but having a wood mouthpiece. And you consider yourself a woodwind instrument when you're mad at brass. Pick a side, man. <laughs> and it's like, clarinets, <laughs> like, all you're known for is Squidward, so you can move on. Oh, and then, dang. I everyone's you got good. something to say for everybody. Yeah, percussionists, yeah, beating on a drum, I don't sure if that makes you a, uh, <laughs> makes you an instrumentalist or a Ooh. musician, because I'm pretty sure anyone can make a beat real quick. And then, uh, but shout out drummers. I love drummers, though. They're great. They can, <laughs> they can talk as much smack back, too, because everything about the trumpets is like, you're loud and don't know what the heck dynamics are. I'm like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true very loud very uh boisterous people yeah you're not you're not really there to like guide the band as much as you are to just kind of like interject in the activities yeah we're just supposed to say here we are we're the trumpets <laughs> the best in the business <laughs> nothing better than the trumpets <laughs> he goes he goes full donald trump on it nothing the greatest better, the greatest <laughs> even bigger <laughs> even better <laughs> the trumpets it's in the name <laughs> trump trump ets <laughs> there you go oh that's a good okay so that's a good transition to politics so you're so you first got introduced to the world of politics when your mom was working on the michael dukakis presidential campaign yes what year was that um the 80s? Was it the 80s? No, um, you wouldn't have been born yet. No, but okay, yeah, that's so, mom. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, okay. So, my, yeah, yeah. Hello. Sorry, I'm not tracking real well. So, so, <laughs> but, but like she carried that like energy through yes. to and for you. Yes, I think she, uh, she majored in English and I think her one of her minors was political science. Uh huh. So, not sure what she did with that, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, she's a communications professor now. So, I don't know where the hell political science went. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit in there, but yeah. Yeah politics so uh, is that is that something that kind of drew you to doing the student senate work was like hey this is policy this is you know deliberative body this is i think just because people were like hey you should run and run for student senate and i was like sure and then somehow they voted me in and i was <laughs> like oh, okay cool and then i was like well i can make a change here on campus because i remember freshman year cchs i uh, ran for uh vice president for the uh, student body. Mm -hmm. And then we um, won the uh, spirit stick my year. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was me and Ray who ran out there and like, we're like, woo, yeah, freshman got the spirit stick. Yeah. It was like really crazy. Like how, how did the freshman get the spirit stick of all things? Usually it's always the seniors get it. Uh -huh. And we were like, yeah, we got it. And um, after that, they changed the voting system. It was freshman year. It was like in hand like handwritten ballots and uh -huh. everyone's in the assembly area and like in the gym writing their ballots. It's really cool. They changed it to online voting. Uh -huh. And then I never won ever again when they changed it to online voting because I was also the access to internet here is also a struggle. I saw that here and like it was a lot of people who like I'll vote for you couldn't access the internet at home. 
Hmm. So it was. I've, I felt like, damn, it's a little bit like, man, can we also have like in-person like ballots and that's mm-hmm. you have like training, like training people like to have like a voting booth and counting tallies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not online voting. Here's, here's, here's a Google form. Click it. You're done. You know, that is a, that is a wild, like exposure to like the concept of, of access at a very early age and like what access really can determine yeah. for folks. Yep. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, here it was, it was very interesting to see just the amount. And I mean, yeah, it's in like, like impoverished uh, minority communities. Uh, they don't have that access to internet and these people were overlooking that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like these people are trying to learn, trying to do stuff and have to do stuff at home and they can't do it because they don't have internet. Yeah. And it's just like a shame that like this thing that's like broadband, 5G, all this stuff like that. And then still like minority communities and other like impoverished communities aren't getting that access that mm-hmm. they need to have in order to have a decent education. So it just doesn't make sense to me that like, of all these things saying how America great it is and like talking about how oh, we're the fastest internet in the world, then like, then who has the internet though? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, cool. There can be people with yachts and Ferraris and all these things. Like, cool. These exist. Yeah. It doesn't mean everybody gets to have access to it. Not that like Ferraris and yachts are like the big thing. It's just say like, you can say we have stuff, right? Oh, well we've got, well we've got food. We've got shelter. Okay, cool. Who has food? Who has shelter? Yep, yep. We have we have great educational institutions. Who gets access to them? Yep, yep. I mean, saying CCHS great school, CMS great school, and I remember what was it the? Um, I think during the pandemic they sent buses around that had Wi-Fi on them, really, so they could get internet out to like communities mm-hmm. who could do stuff to make zooms and stuff at home and i was like shout out to those bus drivers who are doing that yeah and i mean shout out to the school too for trying to do that but i'm like i mean you can't do that like i say right like post pandemic if we get there like time yeah, there, there is no covid 25 it's coming in man <laughs> yeah yep yep and it's like man like the, like the, where was this like all through like high school and like, is there any way like the school can prov- provide that internet to the community, or is that a job of like the like the city itself to like expand on that? Yeah. Well, so that, that's a that's a good thing that you bring up here. I think that uh, that one of the things that the county is actually looking at with American Rescue Plan funds is expansion of broadband access to to rural and impoverished areas. So, um, you know, but what's what's cool is that you know it's it's this idea that localities have a better idea of what to do for themselves than not. And now granted, I'm sure that doesn't apply everywhere. Cause I'm sure there are places where there are, you know, local leaders who don't actually give a damn about anything other than enriching their own pockets. And then there are places like Jackson County where we're lucky to have a lot of local leaders that really do give a damn about people all across the political spectrum and, and, you know, are there to do that work. So I think that, um, I think that we're going to be some of the lucky folks that, you know, our, our local leaders actually take action on the money that we get and implement something that will benefit everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so another thing about like Jackson County Carbondale area is like, you can be from a wide political spectrum, but I guess somehow we can manage to work together somehow, like yeah. whether you be Republican, Democrat, cause I remember one, I was very interested cause I think it was like when you were running for mayor, uh-huh. uh, you were, we went to a, 
like a there's a house party and it was you and Henry at uh-huh. the same party and I was like, why are they both here? Like, <laughs> like, this guy's this guy's like a Democrat and this guy's a Republican. Why are they supposed to be at like the same like, yeah. place? And then you guys just hey, joking around, hanging out, and <laughs> I was just like, man, that's for me. I was like, I can respect that. Like just being able to like have a civil conversation yeah. and talk to each other, whether like whatever your political beast may be, and just you know sit down, chat. And be friends. Like I have friends who are like, say this, like really like decent Trump supporters. And I mean, they still respect me for my politics. I mean, I to a certain extent. <laughs> to a certain extent. There's, respect, there's, I'm sure they're still headbutting along the way. Yeah, yeah. There's some headbutting, but I mean, it's like, hey, can you help me on this like little problem here? And like, sure, I'll help you out. They help me out, and it's just like, hey, man, you, you exercise your right to vote. You believe that. I mean, they. I, I don't have any friends who said there was no voter fraud. I have not met a person who said there was voter fraud. It was my friend. Because if I did, then I'll probably be ashamed of myself. If I did that. <laughs> but um, these, like, the Trump friends that I have, mm-hmm. like, they were like, hey, man, everyone has a right to vote. Everyone should get out there and do it. And um, whether you vote for Trump, whether you vote for Biden, who cares? We'll get there, whatever, and they're like, some people are like, oh, this country's going to shit anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, it don't matter who you vote for. And then hey, there was one politician in Iowa. <laughs> he said, he on his on his little card, uh-huh. he said, don't vote. I'm Yikes. like, I'm like, well, that's, well, that's some wild like reverse psychology kind of stuff. I was just like, okay, <laughs> don't vote. Um, he said, don't vote. His little card, he was like, don't vote. Legalize marijuana and bring casinos and betting to Cedar Rapids. And uh, I was like, man, I was, the gambling stuff—it's bad. I had uh, when I had Sheila Simon on the on the podcast, and I haven't read her her um, paper yet. Or, but she she's put together some some pretty critical things on on gambling. And I just see with stuff that's uh, you know that's expanding here that you know the the social fallout from it is mm-hmm. going to be devastating. And nobody's having that conversation. Mm-hmm. Nobody's just, nobody's like, hey. You know what's going to happen when you have you know a, a place that really foments a a addictive process that more people are going to become addicted to that process. Are they still building a casino over? Okay, okay. Yeah. Where is that at again? I remember. I, I know the place because yeah. I remember seeing it before I left. Was um, in Carterville. Carterville. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so not Carbondale. Yeah, but I mean, at the at the same time, dude, it's just just as bad when when you've got all of these, uh, you know, all of the little gambling machines at every little bar and restaurant yeah, I've seen, in town. Yep, yep. And everybody's like, "Oh, well, we need it to survive. We need to make our money and this, that, the other." It's like over at Murdale, right? There's yeah, one yeah, yeah. Murdale. I mean, but but I mean, it's it's I mean, it's everywhere. We've I think we've got a cap of like a hundred or hundred and ten um, machines now, which we didn't previously have, but but still, it's it tears lives apart. You know, and I and I say that as somebody who like has to like actively stay away from these things because I will easily like, you know, lose myself into the spinning machine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's bad. I just hear these stories, like, you know, guy just turned of age to go gambling, and it's like he came in with he came with twenty dollars, and leaves with two thousand. Then he goes back, and then he's like owing him two thousand. Yeah, yeah, so, that's a very that's a very real circumstance. So. Uh, I mean, I've had I've heard decent winter stories, and I've heard like, yeah, you're out, shit out of luck on the street stories. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, what I say, what I what I go, maybe with family, so someone there to like actively watch me because yeah. I wouldn't go by myself. But like, it was me and my mom, like 
for birthday, you know, go to Vegas. So how old are, are you? Twenty now? Uh, almost yes. Almost twenty. Almost. Right. So you, almost. Got, you, got, you got a little bit more a little, time little before bit you more. get to see the bright lights and and the. Hey man, last time I went to Vegas, went to Circus Circus, so it's a great place. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but I'm saying is for birthdays, you know, go out there. We wanted to mm, do stuff. As long as like I watch her, she watches me. You yeah. know, like mom's like, don't bet all your money, son. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're still, you're still not at that point to even be able to get into the casinos full on. So hey, a couple plays. Hey, Minnesota, it's eighteen up there. <laughs> really? Yeah, it is. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Buddy of mine went up there. That's straight up there. He's like, I'm wow. gonna go into Minnesota casino and uh, bet some money, play the roulette table. Did pretty well. Came back. Said, Nope, not going back there again. <laughs> said, Like, I'll take my money and run. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you, you strike it rich once. Get out while you can. Yep, yep. <laughs> All respect to him for doing that. So yeah. happy for him that he chose that decision. Good decision making. So how's it been kind of staying in touch with folks uh, as as everybody's kind of left high school, gone off to do different things? People have stayed here. People have gone elsewhere, gone to work, gone to college, probably gone to the military, done yeah, all couple, sorts of things. A couple like, people, yeah. A couple people went to the military. Uh, a couple people stay here. Uh, everyone goes to SIU or John A. That's basically what happens, either SIU. John A. or University of Illinois. Those are your three choices. Yeah. And that for, like, main, like, go to college. And um buddy of mine staying with for Thanksgiving break, John Bigler, yeah, he's been pretty good. Stayed in touch with him, able to come down here. He's going to turn the favor, come up to Cedar Rapids, nice. see what it's like up there. So uh, happy he's doing that. Um, going to see a buddy Friday morning. Uh, hopefully, you know, chilling out with him. Don't know even though Carson Cheney, great guy. Man, he went to, uh, I think he went to Giant City, one of the two. Giant City <laughs> Uni Point. That's right. Uh, Giant City, the best. Uh, Sorry. Uh, Giant City, the whitest. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yes. Uh. But, yeah, I mean, some people out there doing their own separate things. I saw some people at the Kroger that I recognized. And, uh, yeah, actually, the most surprising thing for me is that there's two people that I know now from my class who have either gotten married or engaged. Wow, that's like early. Yikes. Yeah, and I was like, and I got like one wedding invitation from one of them, and I was just like, yeah, I, I would love to, but no, nah, I'm busy. <laughs> it's like busy <laughs> as heck, and I'm not sure if I want to come to a wedding. I'm not sure how long it's going to last. Ah! I'm married at 18, 19 years old, Ugh. and I'm like, man, are you sure you want to? And there, and there are some people, arguably, right, that like, they're just in love and they know and they'll yeah, spend the rest like of their lives High together. school sweethearts, I mean, you dated for maybe like four years, yeah. maybe longer if you went to the same middle school and somehow did middle school dating. Yeah. And then uh, now you're like... <laughs> oh, one, middle one, school one, dating. <laughs> Bro! <laughs> Cringe. Cringe. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm watching it. I'm watching it happen right now. Cringe. Cringe is the word. Cringe, yeah. It's, it's cute, though. It's yeah. it's like they're, you know, figuring out. And, and I will say, you know, in, in this day and age, it is it is nice to see there be more informed conversations around, you know, uh, uh, individual relationships where, like, you know, there's it, – it's, it's like the, the – the kids and the adults around the kids are not as afraid to discuss, um, you know, all components of just being, you know, having a relationship, being attracted to somebody else, just like, 
you know, going through the motions of growing up and getting into puberty. You know, it's not <laughs> like it was however many decades ago where it was just like, pretend this doesn't exist. No, you don't have feelings. Cram them down inside of your chest and yep. just don't think about it. It's yep. like, no, man, like you can't deny age and, you know, all of the all of the, you know, activities that come with that. Yep. And all of the growth that comes with that. Yep. I think I started CMS eighth grade is when I started like dating. So very interesting time. <laughs> I think my first girlfriend was in eighth grade too. Yeah, still have a still have a cool relationship. Still, still like talk to them. Like, ha- like have all sorts of stuff going on. Like, yeah, no, it's in. Yeah, it's I me. cannot say the same. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like one that was in eighth grade that I still talk to. Like every once in a while, we're still friends. Oh, you had you had you had all the all the girlfriends in. <laughs> yeah, eighth grade. I think it was. Uh, Three, and then I had one in transition from eighth to ninth grade, and then I had one in ninth grade. And then I took a break, and then I had one from eleventh grade till <laughs> went off to college. Mm-hmm. So yeah, do you have any? Do you have any love life interests in college as you are now? Well, or there's a few crushes, like, I guess. You, you know, a little. You crushes. don't. You don't have enough time for. Man, <laughs> I, sometimes I wish. Sometimes I do. Sometimes it's like you have a weekend when you're free and you can like do stuff. You know, hang out, go to a party. Yeah. You know, play like nice table games, stuff like that. Table games, he says. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just say being in. I remember played. Uh, saying I played pong. Very, very interesting sport. You got to learn real quick right. when you're in college. And uh, <laughs> there was one, one girl. Pretty sure she's like a senior. Yeah. And this happened like a couple months ago. And like the way she, she was, she was out of it, and she um, was trying to distract me by, whoop, ah. <laughs> and it was, uh, and I was just like, okay, still one, no, I, I was just like, that's right, I the tiger, baby, I'm on track. <laughs> you're there, you're you're the, you're not there to mess around. Nope, <laughs> I'm there to win. When John's in the room, yep, you already know. John, John's about the game. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> I know a couple friends of mine undefeated, and then they finally lost, and I was like, dang. You did pretty well for undefeated streak, and then uh, I was I was one of the guys who tried to beat them, and I was like, nope, they're really good. I've been doing this for a while, yeah. So I don't know how how you can play that sport, but it's like you never never see that in high school. Yeah, like, I never played pong in high school. So you do, so and and everybody kind of has their own their own different uh, you know experiences growing up in a college town, right? Like there are there are some people I will say myself like I, you know, went out and I was a party kid when I was a you know, in high school, right, and carried a little bit over into college. By by the time I was in my like early twenties, we're cashed out, man. Um, but you stayed pretty like, like focused on. Yeah, yourself my, as... my parents wouldn't let me party. There was like no way, and I didn't think about partying either. Then and there college was no, like, sneaking out. There was no way no. to get around. <laughs> no, then college came and like, they were like, experience college. You know, do do out what you want to do. Yeah, just don't get caught. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> and so, be safe, be smart about it. They said it's not illegal if you don't get caught. <laughs> Saying is uh, the old tree falling in a forest. Does it make sound waves that reverberate out through the gallo? Yep. Hello. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I mean, like, never, never really thought about it. I mean, yeah, there was like a couple times when it was just like you'd have a high school little cool thing get together. It was like. Nothing really much other than that. It was yeah. just hanging out with friends, trying to get through high school best as you can. Well, and you, I mean, and you're even even at that with your high school experience, your exposure growing up on Elm Street was to a much older crowd than just like 
you know, a, a college crowd that you could have ran around with if you wanted to hang out with some older kids, but really like you were, you were in the midst of, you know, all the adults. Yeah. The only person I remember was like the Wilsons because they had Amina was living there and then, uh, Nico down the street. Mm -hmm. So it was like the only two other like high school age kids. It was only three of us on the street. And, uh, it was like right across. I mean, went to, I mean, the, I mean, the Adams parties were always really nice. Yeah. I mean, still went over there, you know, swam in the pool over there. Really nice. Love them. And, um, I mean, that was really much it. There was just a lot of just sitting there socializing. And I guess really for all my life, I've all my friends have really been like, or people I've talked to have been like yeah. either just slightly older or like way older than me yeah. just to have a conversation with stuff. I mean, now in college, like all my friends are like all class 2020 because yeah. like we all went through the same stuff. Oh, Let's yeah. all stick together. So it's like very interesting now. But high school was like, I mean, John Bigler, he's a year older than me. Yeah. And... um Love hanging out with him all the time, but me and him, he was in the same grade, but he's, like, still older. And then, like, just talking to everyone on the street, because everyone on the street was, like, pretty decent, pretty nice people. Yeah. And, I mean, all of them were, like, way up there or have, like, really, like, really young kids. Yeah. And it was, like, very nice, very loving, friendly community that we had there. So, Do you think that that's had some kind of a, an impact on your ability to just navigate uh, you know, the, the social aspects of, of life is just that you kind of had this – you know, adult interaction experience consistently at a young age, right? It wasn't just like, you know, there was a splattering of this or that. It was like a pretty consistent engagement with older folks who didn't just talk to you like you were a child. Yeah, it was, it helped me out a little maturity. So it was helped me out trying to actually have an adult conversation. <laughs> and uh, there was, I mean, there are still parts where I had to be a kid. Yeah. But it was just when I was there, it was like all serious. Let's have a conversation about things. And it's like, imagine talking to this guy, like 11th grader in high school, having this grown conversation about like economic politics or yeah. like ecology or having this really deep conversation about history and politics or whatever. Usually it was always politics because yeah. of course it's Jane Adams. Yeah. What else are you going to talk about? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was just a lot of, um, having to mature real quick. Same thing being an only child. Yeah. Like no brothers, no sisters. It was, yeah, you're spoiled, but you had to do all the work, all the chores. <laughs> and you get all the blame too. Yep. Yep. You can't say, you can't say little Joey did this, little brother did this, little sister, older sister did yeah. this. It was like, it's you. Yeah. Well, I know it's, it's only you. you. It's only you. <laughs> only other person could have done this, maybe been the cat. That's about it. So, yep. Had to mature real quick. Oh, God. I know. That feeling all too well. I'm also an only child. I'm sure it, I feel like it shines through in the both of us and it makes sense now that we're having this conversation. Yep. Like a lot of gears just starting to yep. <laughs> really turn right yep. now. Yep. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, and, uh, you know, as we talked a little bit about uh, before the podcast, you, you know, spending time with, with uh, Judy and, and Hugh and, and Hugh sending you off to college. Yep. With a little slap on the back and a... Yep. She's $20. Take it away. <laughs> I appreciate it, Hugh. <laughs> Good looking out, man. Good looking out. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Judy, too. Love them. Helped them out. Uh, you know, always kind of helped them out gardening every once in a while. Nice. I mean, there was like nothing going on during the summer. And then uh, helped them out with the Bucky Dome like once. Got to be in there. It was really nice in there. Um, oh, it's getting nicer and nicer every day, I've man. heard. I've, really, I'm keeping cool. track of it and like really nice. And I was like, you know, they ever hire a historian? 
<laughs> he wants to come back to Carbondale, maybe. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying, I may know a singular only child who would like maybe like to come back and help out with that. Well, I mean, in, in legitimately, man, that's that's one of the things right now where, and this is this is projects all over town that that there's a lot of there's a lot of projects that their their operations are are aging out of involvement right and so having this safety net of of young individuals uh you know anywhere from you know high school and, and college age up to you know 40s really uh i would say that that age range kind of qualifies as as the the younger crowd of carbondale just get in here and, and get hands on with this stuff because we've got so much dope shit to like do Yep. I mean, there is there is literally no other place on the face of this earth that has a Bucky Dome that Buckminster Fuller himself lived in, like easily, like if not the one of the most influential, you know, thinkers of, uh, you know, the modern times, right? That has an influence that we don't understand even necessarily our, as ourselves here in Carbondale because we're so close to it. It's hard to see the vast influence that exists out there. Yep. I remember seeing one in Rockford and it was like, Oh, that's a Bucky dome. <laughs> that's cool. It's like, Oh yeah, we have one of those, but ours is better. Yeah. Cause ours is like, yeah, the, the one. The one. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I saying it's like history and Carbondale being, you know, they'll come back, you know, a little history major job for me would be pretty cool. Just to be like back, back in the hometown, out here. Okay, I call it the hometown. Wasn't born here, but I was saying hey, call it hometown. If it's Everything, your home. It's your home. It's a hometown. Yep. Yeah. So came back. We said, yeah, I came back. So they're saying if Carbon didn't have an impact on me, why did I come back? Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, come back maybe to work. It's a thought, you know. Yeah. But and you got some time to figure that out. Yeah, a little bit. But it's but it's not. I mean, and that's the cool part. Like that, you can you can always crash in Carbondale. Right, like you can always just you land and just chill, and however it may be, you can come back and not do anything with your degree. You can come back and make pizzas, or you know, do data entry, or you know, just something to make some money and and relax. Especially if you're not like drowning in debt when you're done with college, man. Yep. Like, and I think like kudos to you on like and and mom for like helping to to forward the decision on let's get you in a position to where there isn't really a whole lot of debt that you're going to have to incur. To make it through college. Yeah. I know she was like, yeah, I have to do a lot of student loans. I don't want my son to do the same thing. Yeah. So she was like, I'm going to try my best and work as hard as I can so that my son can have an affordable education where he will never have to take out student loans. Yeah. Or if he does, it has to be bare minimum. And I said, all right. And then people were like, oh, you don't have to pay tuition. You got it easy. I'm like, no. I have, I still <laughs> you had to have, work for it, I still, I still have to work for it in high school. Um, I mean, hey, 4.0 plus GPA. Just saying. Hey, uh, <laughs> drop that there. And then a uh, mom working her hardest to get there, too. So yeah. it's a lot of, like, me and her both working our best. And then also dad, too, working his best, too. And I know he had to work a lot of side gigs, too, just so he can, like, put food on the table, too. Yeah. So and he worked for the Southern you know, delivering papers every night. Didn't because every time he came home, he came home. Basic time I went to work, gave his pat. Well, I went to school, pat on the back, said, "Here you go, son." Went away. So he say, "Prudos to him too." So. Oh, and you, and you worked and you worked all through high school too. I worked. Yeah, I started working. <laughs> so March of 2019, I was it March 18th was my birthday. Mm-hmm. 
March 19th, I got a job, Taco Bell. <laughs> March 20th, I got a girlfriend. So it was a whole week of like, it's your birthday. Even back, 16 to 17. Yo, Johnny, it's your birthday. Yeah. We're going to work your ass off like it's my birthday? What the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. I was, it was like the 16th, 17th, or both of my, uh, we call it the John squad, or the yeah. Johns. It was um, John Cleves, 16th. John Bagler, 17th, birthdays. John Patton, me, 18th. Got you. Hey, here's a here. Yeah, you got the job at Taco Bell on the 19th. And it's like, hey, I said yes to asking me out here on the 20th. So it was like all in a span of like five days. I had three birthdays, <laughs> like your best friend and your birthday parties and uh -huh. stuff. And then it's like, oh, you got a job? Oh, you got a girlfriend now. That's great. <laughs> like you're just set right there. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was a very like interesting week for me. So 2019, probably one of the best years ever. And then 2020 was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Psych. No comments. <laughs> Oh man, I mean, and that and that's just, uh, dude. You guys, and you're, you know, you guys did get robbed of that key experience of just getting to getting to just like crash out the door, right? Just into the world, boom, let's go. Yeah, like senior pranks stuff like that. You oh know, man, can't have that. No, nope. yeah. no senior, no senior pranks. Uh, no senior prom. And no graduation at all. It was basically those three. It was like, whoop, robbed. And then I saw, like, after we left, the peak class after us, they got a graduation. Graduation. Graduations. Like, before us, graduations. Yeah. I played at everyone's graduation. Then, like, no one played at ours. So it was kind of like everyone before us and after us got yeah. a graduation somehow. We just, like, I'll tell you the whole process. We drove up in the car. I was me and Dad. I get out, I walk up, cap and gown, and they're like, come take a picture, took the picture. They were like, with just the booklet, and then uh, here's your diploma, have a nice life. <laughs> like, come on. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a pandemic, but I mean, there were schools who somehow managed to do it, like have out on a football field, all six feet apart on a football field, and yeah. coming up one at a time with limited, like, the parents had to sit in the crowd, but they all had to be in their own little pods and yeah. stuff like that. So some people didn't manage like that, and that's what we were kind of wanting and expecting. But, I mean, they came by, and they gave us little, like, signs to put in the yard because yeah, no one else those. is getting the signs. Yeah. So that's the one thing we got. We got our own little signs we could put in the yard, <laughs> which was, like, nice, I guess. And no one else got it. But I, I, it was, like, man, sitting at home, like, March through July, really, it was just sit at home, do nothing. Is this Is this kind of like a – you know, the, the, the like, ah, I really like missed out on this experience. Is that like a, a widely shared feeling amongst all of your peers? All of class 2020, yeah. all of us were like, and I mean, yeah, and, 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 I, and, when I, and when I say that, it's, it's so much more than just like you guys here locally, but I mean, like, around the country. Yeah, I mean, right? they had a whole, I'm going to the whole little video in May, they had the whole, like, on ABC or whatever it was, it was like LeBron James uh -huh. doing our class of 2020 <laughs> ceremony. And uh -huh. then we had a little, uh, because it was, we had, it. was it Barack Obama did a speech for us? Mm -hmm. uh, I think maybe Bush did because all of us were born during his administration and a couple <laughs> you, other presidents. You poor children. Anyway. <laughs> a couple other presidents. Trump didn't say anything. But go. like everyone, like a lot of other like people were like, hey, shout out class of 2020. Like even Clinton, I think said something. Yeah. Jimmy Carter. Good God, God. Bless God bless Jimmy Carter. God bless Jimmy Carter. And he, he he said something too. Oh, Mister Mister, uh, was it Ro Rose? What is what is the old math teacher's name at the high school who hates Jimmy Carter? 
You know who I'm talking about? Rod yes. Rodvel. Rod, Rod, Rod Mr. Rodvel. Oh Mr. Rod my god, Rodvel. I will say I will say yeah, I I never had Rodvel. Oh, that is I, a shame. But, but I knew him. You missed him. I knew he had some tattoos. That man served in Vietnam. Did he? Yeah, he good the story goes that he has a he was pretty a part of artillery uh like brigade and uh, he was sent over there at the end of the war and he didn't really get to do much. But then the one time he did do something, he'd say um his uh, artillery, like unit, uh, they fired a few volleys over the uh, a uh, North Vietnamese position, and I guess they surveyed out to see if they got any kills. I guess they killed two Vietnamese soldiers, and he has, supposedly has a tattoo of two aces. Wow! On his, uh, uh, I feel like that could be a myth. Hey man, <laughs> like almost like of... the almost like the Mister Rogers has tat- a sleeve tattoo all up and down. Yep, That's yep, why he yep. wears the. <laughs> Where's the sweaters? And then he said he went to serve in Persian Gulf, and he has a little X on his body for every person he's killed. And this wasn't told to me. And this wasn't told to me by another student. It was told to me by another teacher. Okay, I still, yeah, I I feel like I'd have to have him. God, now I got to get Rodbelt on the podcast to be like, all right, Rodbelt, we're gonna need you to show us the tattoos. Show us the tattoos right now. (laughs) Like, take off the shirt. Take off the shirt. (laughs) But I knew he wore a sleeve of tattoos one day. Yeah, he had a like. I was like very. He had like a lot of like on both arms. He had sleeves. I don't know why he wore it. I think it was basically because he was retiring. He didn't care anymore and just had a sleeve of tattoos. Wow. Okay. So that, like he really does have the ink. That's wild. I mean, I think he just you know I, was, I don't know maybe not on his body, but I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, oh, okay. Like, it wasn't like a sleeve tattoo. It was just like a little like and like had drawings on it. Oh but then, no, okay. So that yeah, that sounds I like know he's, that sounds like him like playing into. I don't know. I don't know. He's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I do have it. <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, yeah. So I, I I can't remember if I had him once or twice. In high school, I just it was and it was like around the time when cell phones were starting to become like, you know, just commonplace. Mm. Right. And he hated them. Oh, my God. He hated them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had that. Yeah. I don't know who else you had. In, I wonder who else you had in co- uh, high school, college, high school. So uh, oh, you're asking like who I had. Yeah. I'm wondering. Yeah. Uh, was... I had uh, Miss Miss Heron Titus. So I actually and I knew like I grew up with her. Like I, I hung out with her son. Uh, Luke and still know them to this day. Love, mm-hmm. love Miss Heron Titus. Okay. Um, I can't remember that there, there was a, there was a guy. So I had, so I had Mr. Murphy for, um, for mm-hmm. science, like when he was just a science teacher, long yep. before administration, yep. anything. But the, um, there was another guy, Hanson, the coffee guy. I've heard. Yeah. There's coffee guy. And then Dollins. <laughs> Did you have Dollins? Yes. All right. I, ah, uh, being friends with Dollins on Facebook makes me concerned sometimes. I love the like, man. I love the man. He's ah. great. He's great. I love him. He um yeah, because I had him for physics senior year, <laughs> and uh, the he I remember he brought in his uh, little scope. He talked. I mean, if you get him on a tangent about like hunting or guns, uh-huh. you were set for the day. He's a bit night man, bit night through and through. I love. He's very funny. I love the guy. I love his little physics guy on YouTube yeah. things. His, his videos are pretty interesting. Hey, I know. I know that the optimum angle is forty five degree because of that man. Yep. And the water balloon slingshot. I remember talking about how like throwing a ball around the world has to go like uh, was it eight kilometers something? I don't remember it's like eight kilometers per something eight kilometers squared something to be like in a circle around the like keep in an orbit 
and go like the, like the like the velocity yeah, of, yeah. Uh, of an object has to go a certain speed in order to go around the earth so <laughs> I, I don't remember the exact measurements because man i'm a history major I don't yeah know, math and science are like uh, you know i don't know what we care about those you know, <laughs> what is, there, is there anything in particular that you're like that you're really interested in history that's like kind of your your focus oh uh, world war ii oh. i always love world war ii like that that was my project God. for uh, yeah. That, that and, and this ties right back into you hanging out with too many too many older folks when you were when you were a kid. That's what rubbed off on you yep. is yep. is this undying uh, love for uh, the Great War. I'm the kind of guy who um who like played World of Tanks on his uh, mom's Mac. And had it downloaded and stuff, and played like little war games and stuff. And I love little Axis and Allies strategy games. I had Axis. I remember one. I bought all my friend had friends over. Played Axis and Allies. Like, look at this nerd. <laughs> <laughs> this guy playing a World War II board game and stuff like that. I love Stratego stuff yeah. like that. I like being I like strategy a lot and doing things. And that's like the um, I my project for the history fair junior year for APUS. I uh, did a project about LSTs. So it was very interesting, even though my LST was what, what in, LST? it's a landing ship transport. Okay. So the one that I did, though, was in Indiana, and it's supposed to be about Illinois, but I tied it into, like, World War II and Illinois in general, and I talked about, like, the LST shipyard. It's in, uh, like, the northern part of the state and stuff. Is that is that like the landing craft? No, they're that? they're the ships that carry the landing craft. Okay, all right. so it's like you have them on the strapped on the side. You have the uh, little like ducks, the little duck boats mm-hmm. or um, little just LVCs coming in, and uh, and then it also carries can carry tanks as well on mm-hmm. it too, and like little like transport trucks, whatever. And they send in like the troops off the sides first, and then once the beach is secure, they land the uh, tanks and roll them in. It's very interesting learn about that stuff yeah, it was very interesting i got a little behind the scenes of the ship that i went on too so oh, it was really cool. cool and it's also like a flat bottom and not like a uh like curved um like how ships have like interesting mm-hmm. like i always think it's very interesting how ships have like this kind of like bottom of the ship and it's a flat thing so i i guess that's it's like very it rocks a lot more mm-hmm. which is like really interesting it's like I I would have to ask Dolans about the physics about that. But, you know, it's just it's like the way they built them and built in Illinois too, and they they were built in Illinois and sent to uh, Europe to go fight the Germans. So yeah, give it to Hitler. It's the Germans. What what do you see as like the value in still studying World War Two and its application in like the the application of the study of that war and everything surrounding it, right? The, the, the lead up to it, the fallout from it, you know, the, the, the way that that has shaped, you know, modern global society mm-hmm. and like what remnants we're still hanging on to as we trudge into the 21st and a half centuries. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, um, with World War II, it's mainly reason why I want to study history in general is that, you learn learn the past and teach it so no, it doesn't repeat itself. Like, mm-hmm. the bad things don't repeat themselves. So you don't learn about, like, Hitler, World War II, the Nazis, and, like, also, like, Japan, Japanese atrocities in China. Then 
what's going to say that that's going to happen again with some other country. Like, I mean, in the United States, Japanese internment camps. Mm-hmm. Like, these are people who are American citizens and or just, just came over from Japan, and because of their race being tied to a country, they were locked up in camps in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. And no one, they, people don't really talk about that as much. And, I mean, like, you don't see that happen to the Germans, the Italians. Like, yes, there is cases that it happened on very small levels, mm-hmm. but only really to, like, German people who just immigrated to the United States. But Japan, it was, like, everybody. Yeah. So it was, like, and people don't talk about that at all. And then talks about British, like Britain, like, oh, they're the, the allies. They helped out. But then they were also, like, starving the heck out of the Indians at the same time. Mm-hmm. And... No one talks about that. And then you talked about the Soviets and everything. Like the Soviet Union, like those, like the Mother Russia, the big guy. And like everyone loves the Soviet national anthem because that is a meme. And everyone loves that meme. <laughs> and you sing it all the time. And But, you know, everything would happen with Stalin being the man he is. Yeah. And people got to learn about this stuff. I mean, I still say the same thing. You got to, you have to learn history so you don't repeat it. Yeah. Like, you got to learn about the Civil War. Yeah. Because people are still thinking that the Confederacy somehow won the lost cause and the war of Northern Aggression. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. And then I love my, my current history teacher, um, professor, my advisor. He tells me, he always, when he talks about the Civil War, he never calls the Union the Union. He calls it the United States, the federal. Because yeah. that's the government. Yeah. That is the government of the yeah. United States fighting against insurgents, yeah. which is the Confederacy who are traitors to the United States. And I'll always say that. I'm like, I'm going with that. I love it. I love what he's saying. Yeah. So say anyone, so Don't Confederate supporters. Don't language about it. Yeah, and I mean, like, people saw it, find the Confederate flag. I'm like, yeah, I can find a Confederate flag, but you say it stands for heritage. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you because it definitely <laughs> does not stand for heritage because it means a lot different to me. Yeah. And, like, my because I did the ancestor thing. I found out that I, I definitely did have ancestors who were working on plantations. Yeah. So it's like, it, I mean, it's a sad thing, but I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. But it was like, wow, just to figure out where they were working on the plantations all over the South. And just learning about that's crazy. And then, what happened on January 6th this year and, you know, storming the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you saw Confederate flags there. And people were like, man, Lincoln would be rolling in his grave. And that happened. Because I'm like, that. the only time it's happened before was like War of 1812 when the British were like burning down like the, the White House and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then January 6th rolls around and I'm like, it just repeated itself because no one was like trying to like help. Have, and then you had a critical discussion. And then you had that. a president. Who was also encouraging that? And I'll mm-hmm. be like, yeah, that he is definitely encouraging, and he could have sent in the troops. And I'm like, your vice president is in there, and people were trying to kill him, and you're just sitting there like, wow, man, there's good people on both sides. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, see, I'm pretty sure you don't see BLM supporters storming a Capitol building, sir. Like, come on, man. That makes. I was like, yeah, and they would have. They would have been shot on sight too, for like actually trying to do something. But no, no, they're in there. And I mean, yeah, they did certain things. And I mean, I saw obviously that like the one African American uh, police officer, cap police officer, who was like running away, trying to lead the crowd away from the chamber. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, brother, yeah, yeah. get out of there, bro. Like they, 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 they. You don't see anyone who looks like you. Like barely. There might have. There were a few. But I'm like, you don't see anyone who looks like you, and they're carrying Confederate flags yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, you need to get the hell out of there. I remember that uh, if I if I if I recall correctly, like literally Mike Pence was like around the corner from where that dude was when he started drawing the crowd away. Mm-hmm. Like that's you know, and and I am not I am not one for for hero culture and like hero worship in society. I think that that's part of the thing that leads to mm-hmm. um, that's know, like the, naturalism, patriotism is that that the hero worship itself. Yeah. Leads to that. Yeah. So. And, you know, steps beyond that, you know, lead into fascism. And 
you know, as somebody who's clear in World War II, you get that stuff. Yeah. But like, but that dude's that dude's a hero. That's that's all there is to it. Like, yep. you know, he he you know he wasn't just a beneficiary of a position of power, and he exercised in a particular way that you know mm-hmm. put him on a pedestal. He just did the I freaking mean, he, work. He could have just let him take Mike Pence, but he was like, nah. <laughs> I'm gonna take it away. He could have just ran out of there because yeah. it's like hell no. I'm gonna get my black ass out of here. Hell no. <laughs> I ain't standing with all these like crazy ass white people trying to blow up the Capitol building or whatever, trying to kill all these people. Yeah. So it's like, kudos to him trying to do that. But I know there was also some things of instances where people were saying that the Capitol police were trying to let people in, and there were some people in the police that were actually in the crowd, yeah. and it's just like, man, how is that like being knowing that people are sworn to protect and serve? Are storming the Capitol building, and there was people in Iowa from like Cedar Rapids who were yeah. there, and we figured it out. They were all they're all ratted out. There was a guy from Marion that I heard. Yeah. It was like they'd saying Southern Illinois has them too. So <laughs> people that, exist everywhere, man. Yep. I mean, it, it is it is it is when the individual disconnects itself from the individual and becomes part of the group, and the group guides in a very bad bad way. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, but. You know, and, that, and I mean, that goes right into just being able to like have a conversation with an individual as an individual, mm-hmm. you know, like have a relationship with an individual as an individual. But then when people are in groups, they begin to mm-hmm. fragment and, and, and fail to connect with each other's humanity. And, and that's when, you know, one set of folks starts to lose humanity and the other set of folks lose their humanity right along with it because... The push and pull of it. Yep. Very yep. squid gamey, right? <laughs> I didn't, I, I watched like clips of it. I've not seen the, the whole thing. It's, really it's, my... it's pretty good. Yeah. That. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good show. Definitely getting a season two, I've heard. So nice. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it kind of closed out like that, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's watching this podcast and they're worried about like Squid Game spoilers, wrong place, wrong time. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, no. I'm pretty sure also it's already been out for a minute. So if you yeah. don't know, then I don't know what the heck and all the memes and stuff have been on, <laughs> all the people doing stuff. Yeah. So, but we're talking, I haven't taken a modern Korean history class too. And yeah, we're talking about that a lot. And like the Parasite, yeah, Parasite as well too, when that was big and like the first like international like thing besides like maybe Britain or Australia, like really the first Asian country to win best film, best picture mm-hmm. at the Oscars. So that was like, wow. And I mean, besides like, well, Moonlight. Yeah. That was like really like African-Americans getting like their spotlight too. Mm-hmm. And then like now you have uh, Koreans getting their spotlight and getting a nice movie. So you see how also the movie culture is changing too. So has uh had being, being a, a Carbondale resident and, and getting to go through the Carbondale school system, yep. has that provided you a, a better insight than if you were just in a homogenized, uh, you know, school system where it was, you know, where it didn't have as many different people from all over the world exist in it? Like, has that kind of had some sort of an impact on on your ability to to learn and to like better engage in these topics? Like when you're looking at, you know. Inter, you know, history from an international or modern perspective? I would say, yeah. I mean, it have really helped, uh, I mean, having this amount of international, like, st- like stuff going on with the college and the school. And uh, I would say I really didn't know much about, well, Islam and, mm-hmm. like, culture, like, 
of Islam itself. Mm -hmm. And then even Catholicism didn't know much about that. And there was like those two, it's like I learned more about by talking to people from like St. Andrews and then the people who, other people from CMS, other schools around here uh, who were Muslim. And just having a conversation about that was very interesting. Yeah. And like, wow, just having that. But for teacher wise, I would say like, well, not and not teacher. I mean, teacher peers really peers, I mean, mainly yeah, peers, yeah. Because I mean, yeah. we're we're talking about kids. I mean, I, I just think of of you know the folks that I that I you know got to go to high school with and and my immediate friend circle and mm-hmm. how like I would have you know my my mind would be so much more narrow if you know there wasn't just that that uh, you know that friendship and that interaction with folks that were from you know all different places and all different walks of life and all different you know class sets and all different race and all different religion and so on and so forth Mm -hmm. right just how that how that yields uh you know an ability to better navigate uh, especially for somebody like yourself that's in history right where you're just you have to learn just these different nuggets of information and activity that occur in different points and times across different cultures and and geographical places yeah i mean my like a best friend i feel like you know meeting friends who were like really like moving out in the country you Mm -hmm. think they're like rednecks and stuff like (laughs) that and then they're like oh like this guy's like a really like socialist democrat (laughs) this is like real crazy like how like what the heck didn't think that was a thing but yeah and then like people who like you know you're assuming like oh yeah all african americans have like leaning toward the democrat democrats and i've like seen like one or two of them who are like really like trump supporter republicans and it's like wow the th- yeah, the thought there was like, wow, I didn't know that. Didn't wasn't thinking about that at all. People exist everywhere in all different ways. Yeah, yeah, this carbon will help out with that. I mean, also, I've had good experiences, mostly good. I mean, I've also had bad experience. Like the like, I had junior year, I had a um, teacher. Like, I haven't had a African American, not a lot of African American teachers. Yeah. Like first one I had third grade, I had a my third grade teacher was black woman. Then sixth grade, uh, I had a history teacher who was black woman Mm -hmm. and then i had my band director who was black and then i didn't really have that again like at all until um junior year and it was miss love's class for um adult living that's what it was how to live like an adult (laughs) and uh there's no such thing as adult living anymore (laughs) yeah yeah so like how to pay your bills on time Uh, what is what is credit what's the difference between a bank and a credit union stuff like that like what's the difference between a credit card what's interest like yeah so like actually taught these things that's good and like and this is also being taught by someone who like looks like your family Mm -hmm. like looks like you means a lot yeah and but I, there was also problems in that class. We had some students in the class who, uh, when Trump came to Murfreesboro, uh, they went over there and then they came back the weekend after wearing all their Trump stuff. And it got heated. Yeah. And there was some talk between the African-American and uh, Latinx people at the, the um, school and in the classroom. And the uh, Trump people weren't liking that. And then I think we had a whole thing where the there was a, they wrote a whole bunch of names on a list, mm-hmm. including mine. Oh, shit, I forgot all about you this. this. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, um, yeah they yeah, wrote yeah. on there, and they had, like, slurs next to it. Like, mm-hmm. they had N-word, and they were saying stuff like they were going to lynch and, like, drag and kill a whole bunch of these people. And they had guns at their homes, so mm-hmm. they found guns and stuff. And um, 
I know what happened to some of the like the there was three of them. I know what happened to two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third one he came back eventually, and then we somehow became friends because I guess he had a whole change of heart, which is very interesting. Very interesting guy. I give him that. Hey and, man, if it if it's if you got to do something bad to change your life to something good, yep. I guess. <laughs> yep. But I mean, that whole experience was very interesting, and especially I would say for Miss Love, it must have been crazy experience. Like these yeah. students were like trying to say they're gonna lynch and kill you. And calling you the n-word, stuff like that. Like, like not, not like saying it to you, but on paper, yeah. like written down. And then the school, the school didn't handle it very well. Yeah, uh, yeah they they kind of said there's no racism at Carbondale Community High School, and I'm mm-hmm. like bullshit. You know there is. Yeah, you can't say there isn't. So it was like that kind of had me lose a little bit of pride in the school. Like I had pride with my friends and pride with some of the teachers. Like mm-hmm. yeah, but when this just just the administration didn't really own up to saying that there is racism at Carbondale. We admit that we got to have yeah. a lot of work to do. And then also when my mom and dad came in to talk to one of the assistant principals, and he, my mom was the one trying to talk to him, and he wouldn't address her. Mm-hmm. He addressed my father because he's a white man and didn't say shit to her. Is all in itself like what? There's, there's like so much stuff going on there yeah. that needs to be fixed. And I would say, yeah, I mean um, – it's like there's great people there. And it's just like there's not a lot of work to do still yeah. at Carbondale Community High School that needs to be done. Well, and I mean that's just that just speaks even more to to Carbondale as this microcosm of the realities of America. Mm-hmm. And and, it, and it's just that's just it. Like you know, it's you know people want to say, oh well, there's there's not there's not racism and prejudice that we need to deal with in this country we we're already living in in this better times and the only reason there is racism and, and prejudice is because you say there is but not because there really is it's like no no we're we're all here together mm-hmm. living this experience like mm-hmm. you know don't <laughs> and you can't tell me there's there isn't racism because i'm like first off like <laughs> i have to deal with it every day yeah like waking up and just having the fact to think like Maybe I might not come home tonight because someone will hate me because of the color of my skin and do something. Yeah. And it's like my mom worries about me every time I drive. Yeah. She's worried I'm going to get pulled over and something's going to happen to me. And it's like in Carbondale, she worried about it. There was, no, there was never really an occasion where it happened. Mm-hmm. It, there, was, there were times when it was um, – I remember I got pulled over once for not having my lights on on accident. Mm-hmm. And it was ju- I was on my way home, and it was like just got dark. And I forgot to turn my lights on in my car because it was manual. And I got pulled over. And the instead of, like, the cop could have flashed his lights and said, hey, turn your lights on. He's like, hey, 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 buddy, you know your lights are on. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Anything yeah. else, officer? He's like, no, go on your way. But still ask for, like, license registration, yeah. stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, like, you could have just said, hey, turn your lights on. Well, yeah, and the investigation of, of traffic and, and all that and how that plays out, I, I can't claim to, to know the – the the motivations behind uh you know how how policing uh is executed in an in individual i mean yeah i mean the only time i ever got into a car accident to here it was um i was uh coming home in front of lewis and uh i had a phone call my dad was calling me and i went to go pick it up and then my foot slipped off the brake mm-hmm. and i kind of just went into the car in front of me mm-hmm. and the guy in front of me white dude Hella racist. <laughs> ah. Started saying a whole bunch of stuff about me. And then I had to get calmed down by his buddy in the car who I knew. And I knew him from the high school. Wow. And the only thing I did to him was I knocked out his reflector 
on his car. Uh-huh. And I was like, you could have handled this a lot more. He called the cops on me, mm-hmm. saying I was threatening him, stuff like that. Jesus and I Christ, was like, man. okay, buddy. And then his mom also worked at Lewis and was like, son, calm down. This man did nothing to you except hit the car. He could have got insurance. The cops came. Like, what's the problem? And then he was cursing me out. And I told the officer, like, everything. Like, this guy's been calling me racial slurs. This guy has been really aggressive and angry. I only tapped his car, busted his reflector. I was going to try to trade insurances, but this became a whole process. And then the cop said, okay, here's an $80 traffic ticket. Go on your way. Yeah. And I was just like, well, he didn't have to give me the traffic ticket, but then the uh, c- county clerk, I don't remember his name, Bird? Yeah. Yep. He's like, you don't have to pay that. You're fine. <laughs> Go on your way. <laughs> it, may, it, may have been, uh, it may have been the state's attorney. I, I didn't whoever, what was it? He, he, he just wherever said that, he, he just, that it was it was a city ticket though, and then oh, it was, it was okay. a, but it went to the county, and then the huh. county clerk said, "This is bull. You don't pay this <laughs> stuff." And he said, Just "Throw it out," and I was like, "Appreciate nice. it." So nice. it was like, but still, like the whole thing, he didn't have to call the cops on me, mm-hmm. cursed me out, said a whole bunch, called me the n word, stuff yeah. like that, and then uh, literally like tried to say that I was threatening him, and I'm like, "What's threatening about this? Like yeah. I'm just a guy just." Accident ha- accidents your, happen. Your, your I'm trying to give you, yeah, exactly. You're, no, I mean, you know, that, and that, and it's just, it's, it is, it is, it is not something that just goes away with policy, or, you know, a a a statement or or this that the other. It it is it is baked into our society. It is coded into, you know dozens of generations of people's dna mm-hmm. trauma and white supremacy on all you know in, in all in all ways mm-hmm. right like it's it's and to say like carbonell doesn't have that is also like that's bullshit yeah like i mean yes carbonell is a nice town and it's like nice place to be but like you got to admit the fact that there is still like racism systemic racism prejudice yeah. sexism homophobia all the all the isms yeah. still exist here because it's like you can't escape it yeah. and it's like it's america it's rooted into our system that yeah. all these like isms and phobias exist because of like years and years and years of stuff and people not learning from history and mm-hmm. trying to pass down the wrong history of like the certain peoples and like calling them demons calling them like heathens and like they're beneath us it's yeah. all like it's all rooted in the system and it's the carbon cannot is, is not is cannot escape the system it's yeah. a part of the system yep man and what what we can say is we are working on it yeah right that's that's what yes. makes it a better community yes is the fact that we have people that will acknowledge it mm-hmm. and then have people that will in turn work towards the next step in betterment whatever that looks like like if carbon wasn't getting better than like why did I come back? Why yeah. would I come back and visit? Like, I still have friends here. I still have stuff here. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't, like, I felt safe coming back here. Like, I didn't think, like, I felt safe driving out at night. Like, I thought I was, like, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty good to go out and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, what makes, like, the thought of actually coming back here and to, like, have part of my life here to continue from, yeah. like, the little break I have going to Cedar Rapids if I want to come back, like, saying, like, yeah, I'll consider coming back to Carmen because I feel like a safe place there. Yeah. Like, yes, it needs work, but people are actually making the attempt to work on it yeah. and make it better for everyone who is here. And you can have that influence. Yeah. I would, I would love to help out with that. So I'm saying is as long as I get welcome back to Carbondale, it'll be nice. Maybe a little banner or something. You know? <laughs> so, uh, Well, that said, um, I think we will welcome back John Patton to Carbondale when it's time.
when he's got that nice little degree and he's ready to roll back in. Oh, yeah. Uh, and welcome back to this, the 95th episode of the WTF Carbondale podcast. I say welcome back to uh, the podcast as a whole. Just been a couple months off from here and now. So glad you're back and joining with us and glad that John's been with us to, to reignite uh, the fire and what we got going on here. Have a good one, folks. Whatever that one may be.